Hello, Jade. Uh, hello? Yes, I, I am the host this time. Fear me. Yep. Okay. I'm not a, I'm not editing though, so don't Okay. Don't you try to push that shit on me. No, I mean I'm not editing any of this out. It's all staying in. Yeah. You can sit in this, whatever it is you're doing. Uh AJ, so I played one and a quarter God of War games the past two weeks. So. Okay, but different ones from last time. Yeah. Well last time Oh I had, wait, yeah, it was three last time. Yeah, I had I had gotten through half of um the twenty eighteen God of War. Um, because I was just, I just put it on easy and it was just going straight through the main story and not doing like almost any of the side content at all. Um, and Hey, the game is better for it (laughs) actually, uh, Mm. without, you know, hours of, uh, getting lost, um, and I mean the the world is like really well constructed, but um, yeah, the the story hits harder when there's not a bunch of uh, random bullshit between it. Imagine that. Mm. Um, but yeah, I already talked about the that game a while ago. It's very good. Um, yeah, Kratos goes from being um, an angry old man to. A slightly less angry old man. Um, mm. yeah. But just in case we forgot, the main story is that uh, Kratos' wife and his, uh, his son's mom uh, dies, and they burn her on a, a pyre of trees that she had marked for them. And it turned mm. out that those trees were protecting their little forest from... Uh, any powerful forces from finding them. Mm. Um, and so they go on a journey to fulfill her wishes of spreading her ashes from the top of the tallest mountain in all the nine realms. Mm. And, uh, yeah. And this some... is his second family because he killed his first family in the last yeah. trilogy. Yeah, he killed his first family in Greece and this is probably like a thousand years later or something the the timeline is not fleshed out in any detail because why would it be um but yeah this is like it, it's got to be like at least centuries later if not you know a thousand years later I would imagine because um, I mean how long would it take for a god to look visibly old I don't know um, I mean, it depends on the nature of the lore, and if it's, you know, if it's a mythology where the gods are the result of, uh, you know, what people imagine them to be, then I guess it would just have to be, uh, you know, they decided, everybody collectively decided to imagine this god to be old now. Yeah, I mean, Kratos doesn't have any worshippers, so I, I guess it would just be like a mm. biological thing. Hmm. Okay, so he he's like Thor, and he comes from an alien planet, and people worship him as a god. Yeah, well, I mean, nobody knows he exists anymore, because Greece is um, like a, a flooded, <laughs> disease-ridden... Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I mean, if nobody worships him, is he really a god? 
That is a very compelling question that gets asked in the second game. Mm. Um, albeit by Odin, who is um, well known as a manipulative liar <laughs> in uh, mm. in that game. So, uh, mm. but anyway, broad strokes of the first game. So, Kratos and his son Atreus go on this grand journey to spread their mom slash wife's uh, ashes. Yeah. Um, and it's very obvious, like that they're familiar with each other, but they really don't know anything about each other. And you know, very, they slowly start to understand each other. They fight sometimes, and then they make up. Kratos learns how to be more honest. Um, with Atreus, Atreus learns how to trust his dad more. Blah blah blah. Um, you know road trip bonding exercises all that kratos comes to terms with all the bad shit he did in greece uh and like the the best scene in the first game where he gets his blades back because uh he's been using the he's been using an axe that um the the dwarves who made it say like yeah, we made Mjolnir, and we fucked up because Thor is a big asshole who just kills everyone he doesn't like. So we made this axe to counter it. Um, okay, so that's, that's Stormbringer. Yeah. I mean, in in the game it's called the, Levi- the Leviathan Axe. I don't know what the actual you know mythology behind it would be, if there's any. But, mm. but yeah. In, instead of a lightning hammer, it's a ice axe. Mm. Um, and that was given to Kratos by his now dead wife. Um, so they go on a big mountain, meet a goat man. Um, Kratos chops off his head, but reanimates it uh, because. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because... he just wants a goat head to carry around. Yeah. Um, yeah, he, he kills Thor's sons, uh, um, so that's the thing that comes up in the second game, um, Mm. also the, the goat head is like, I, I think a, a Celtic god, it might, I, I could be wrong about that, I'm not really... I don't really know anything about Celtic mythology, so. Um, mm. But he has a very thick Scottish accent, and he he's very um, entertaining. Um, but yeah, blah blah blah. Uh, you kill Balder, who is uh, Freya's son, and Freya, who's basically helped Kratos and Atreus through the whole game, gets really mad about it. Um, they, there's the themes of family and family killing family. It's a whole thing. Um, Mm. and it leads into the second game, which I can't even, I, I can't even explain what happens in the second game because there's just so many things that happen. (laughs) Like Mm. the, and a lot of it feels repetitive, uh. Um, especially if you just played the first game, but, um, basically the, the conflict is between, uh, Kratos, who 
doesn't want to go to war with the the gods of Asgard um, because he's like, war sucks. I know it. You don't. Just listen to me. And Atreus, who's like, hey, we we saw the premonitions of the giants. Like, I'm supposed to be their big savior. Just let me let me do my thing, and we'll kill Odin, and everything will be great. Um. And blah 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 there's conflict there and i it, it's really good okay mm. <laughs> like i i can't go through every plot point because i don't even remember the order that they happen um yeah this is a mess anyway um, so what at what point does he go to the space coliseum to fight the hulk while jeff goldblum watches um that was in God of War 3 when he fights Hercules. Yeah. Yeah, but this is the one called Ragnarok. Yeah. Yeah, this is Ragnarok. Yeah. There's no Jeff Goldblum. Um, I was trying to look for somebody famous who's in it, but I don't. I, I think it's all. Uh, um, just voice acting famous? Well, like, uh, Kratos is. Um, uh, yeah, it's Teal'c. Yeah, playing it. he's a semi-famous actor, but I, I think, in, unless there's somebody I didn't recognize, like everybody else is, um, just either like a popular voice actor or a TV actor, so, mm. or like, I, I guess the the kid who voices Atreus is relatively unknown because he's probably like 14 years old. Um, but yeah anyway it's i i i can't i can't talk about the plot anymore <laughs> because i don't remember it because no. it's it it goes on for way too long um didn't you I win kinda, a game award for having a good plot or story or something it's good it's just you could cut out about half of it cuz it's really repetitive yeah um is this a hot take that like me criticizing um, the story of of the game at all? I don't know. I I don't know. I I didn't really follow. I just know it won a bunch of awards. Like uh, emotionally and character wise, it's very good. It's just the the story structure itself is kind of disappointing, just because mm. it's an it's an it's a very repetitive open world game, and the plot points themselves are repeated so much that that it also feels repetitive um but anyway yeah it's uh, <laughs> it's really good though i like i i don't i don't want to sound like i didn't like it because i i did i really enjoyed it it's uh i think it's better than the first game mm. um but like the first game was just like a simple road trip this one has a lot of twists and turns and it, it's it's just the repetitive nature of we should go to war no we shouldn't is is um very mm. annoying i i should say for a game that you'll be playing for like 60 hours if you try to 100 percent it yeah i mean a game called god of war but they're questioning whether or not you're going to have war in yeah your war god game 
Yeah, so uh, um, early in the game, Atreus is like, hey, I found Tyr, the Norse god of war, who was a friend of the giants and hates Odin. So mm. you, you find him like just sitting in a prison in the bottom of a mine. Um, and he comes out and, he, and he's uh, an extremist pacifist. Like he, d- he does not fight anymore at all. Um, and like throughout the whole plot, his whole thing is to like he he's such a pacifist that he's basically going to sandbag any idea of fighting Asgard at all. And ninety percent of the way through the game, he uh, he reveals. I, this is a very spoiler heavy right now, by the way. <laughs> Mm. Um, nothing I said was really spoilers yet, um, but this is, uh, just, you know, fair warning. Uh, he, he reveals himself that, uh, Tyr is actually Odin, who disguised himself as Tyr the whole time, Mm. and he, uh, he stabs one of your dwarf friends, um, and kills him, and, uh... Yeah, so the whole the whole thing was that he was disguised as Tyr, being a pacifist because uh, he Tyr was well respected, and uh, yeah, so there's a massive sense of betrayal, and it kind of forces everybody's hands. Like, well, now we have to go to war, <laughs> and it, mm. it, it it's it's a very good twist, but also it's like. Kratos doesn't make the the decision to go to war because of of any like internal reasons. He just does it because damn, they killed Brock. We can't let that happen. Mm. His, his Pokémon are rock hard. Mm. Um yeah. Like I I have I'll just say I have gripes about the story. Um but Overall, it's very good. Um, anyway, Jay, do you want a do you want a fun quiz regarding um, one of the collectibles from the game? Okay. Yeah, I've been waiting to see what this quiz. When you messaged me earlier this week about the <clears> quiz, <throat> I was wondering what what kind of a quiz is this? Okay, it would be funny for me to answer because I know pretty much nothing about God of War. Yeah, it it's it, it it's funny because it's a topic that you will half know about. Um okay. so it might be kind of fun. Uh so there's a collectible in the game called Cavassier's Poems and it's basically a bunch of poetry from a guy who in the lore of the game um just writes like a bunch of random uh poetry about stories and they're all references to other Sony uh, owned game titles okay so uh, there's 14 of them and I'm gonna read them to you and I want to see if you can figure out what they are I have to guess what Sony game it's referring to yeah they're there's, there's like, because I only know 
Sony games by Osmosis, or if they were, you know, if it's like Crash or Spyro, where it became a multi-platform thing later. Yeah, the I th- I I think all of these, like, they might be on PC, but um, mm. I don't. Yeah, none of them are. Uh, or if there's one that's Katamari, because I've played the first and now the second, which just came out on Switch. Um, Katamari Damacy games. It's not Katamari. None of them are Katamari. No. There's like three of them that I'm almost sure you're not going to get. And there's like five or six that I'm I'm pretty sure. Like, you've been paying attention to gaming over the past five years. Mm. I guess I'll just guess Parappa the Rapper for anyone who don't know. (laughs) Okay. Um, That or whatever fat something from the PlayStation All-Stars. Fat Princess. Yeah. Whatever game she's from. I'll tell you right now, Fat Princess is not one of the games that's referenced. Okay. There's one that um, might be funny. Um, Mm -hmm. But, okay, this... I'm going to read the poem first, and then I'll read the title, because the the title might give it away. Um, Okay. uh, Okay, so... Here is poem number one. Imagine, dear reader, if you so dare, creatures of metal that screech through the air, that swim through the seas that bound across the land, but are brought to their knees by a warrior's hand. Her origins hidden, her hair red as blood, finding places forbidden buried under the mud. But who is this young girl, who is more than she seemeth, who will rescue her people and slay these behemoths? Um, so. I'm assuming Horizon, Forbidden, etc.? Yeah, I, it's it's Horizon. Um, see, the, yeah, it was like Horizon Zero Dawn and Forbidden West. I think are those the only ones, or were there more? Those are the only two so far, and okay. unless there was like a, because like the there's no Vita anymore, so it's not like there's some weird. Um, I mean, I guess the Vita is still ta- any anyway. Yeah, um, I mean, Vita, you know, it is, it's a fairly recent franchise that I think has only had two games. Yeah. But it's somehow gotten Lego sets and like all kinds of merch, <laughs> and I don't know how it's that popular off of only two games. the The first one is really good. Um, I haven't played the second one yet, but I have it downloaded on my PS Five, so I will play it eventually. Mm. Um, but yeah the the title is the Sunrise of Nothingness. Which is, I, I guess, like hor- sunrise horizon. Um, okay. N- yeah, I wouldn't have guessed is... it from the title. I mean, I can guess from the poem because yeah. you know, redhead and metal robot. Yeah. Stuff. I don't know. Like at first, I was thinking, oh, is this Ace Combat? Because it's about like metal birds. And stuff. No. no. I wish they had an Ace Combat one, but they don't. It's not mm. really a Sony title anymore. If it was twenty years ago, yeah. Mm. Um. Yeah, there's there's a lot of franchises that like started as sony things but now are just multi-platform yeah. things even though sony continues to exist you know the, it's like crash and spyro and metal gear and ace combat and you know yeah and there's two of them yeah. there's two of them with the initials ac that started on the playstation one yeah <laughs> armored core and ace combat mm. um yeah, but they just didn't really retain the rights to any of those. Yeah. Or, well, you know, I mean, some if they had it, the rights to begin with. 
some of it was like during Xbox 360, Microsoft was just throwing money at studios, like stop being exclusive. And then yeah. they well, they I mean, it. they're still doing that. Uh, well, yeah. now they're they're buying up studios, and now Sony's like, no, you can't buy Activision. What do we do if we can't get Call of Duty games? I, I've, I've and just so st- all their Spider-Man money. <laughs> Yes, like Sony makes such like good, like story-driven exclusives. Like they, Sony like, has so many more exclusives than like, Xbox. Yeah. You know, well, aside from Halo, Xbox has what the the Chainsaw Buff Guy game that they haven't made any new ones for. They 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 made Gears Five like four years ago. Yeah, yeah. It's like they've got that, and you know, it's just. You know, whatever franchise, they, and they have I Forza. I even, guess. I, I guess. Yeah. Aside from those, okay. So what's a fourth Microsoft exclusive that isn't a thing they just bought? Like, um, like they bought all the rare stuff, so I guess they own those. But they, they haven't got really Redfall. done anything with it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, because they they like they bought Bethesda, but you know Bethesda's already established as its own thing. Yeah, um, which they're still sharing, aside from the you know new Starfield or whatever the sci-fi game they're doing. But you know they've said the like, Elder Scrolls games are going to continue to be shared. So and really, Microsoft has been like the most lenient you know anti-console war company of the companies because they're just concerned about getting people on Game Pass. Yeah. Yeah, but like I, I think that's that's the feeling is that like Microsoft has not done good with exclusives at all, so they're just going wide instead of um, going for system sellers. Mm. Um, but uh, anyway, this next, next one, th- this next one, you're not gonna get. Okay. <laughs> at least I don't, I don't think so, unless. Um, well, you, you watched like the the Sony thing, so you might. Um, Maybe. Okay, here's the second one. The armies assembled, nine warriors strong, well rested and fed, for the war would be long. The orb in the air and branches in hand, a swing, a collision, the spectators stand. For nine nights and nine days they fight without rest, running then waiting to prove themselves best, until finally, mercifully. The army does rout. One army triumphant, the other struck out. Okay, that sounds like a baseball thing? Yes. Yeah, because, I mean, it definitely sounded sporty, and they talk about, like, swinging at a ball in the air, so it sounds like a baseball thing. The only... I mean, I know there's, like, an MLB game thing, but I don't think that's... Sony exclusive. It is. It is? Huh. Yeah, yeah or, I thought or it was like at least... EA or Activision or something. Like MLB The Show? Is that a Sony yeah, exclusive? Yeah, that's it. Huh. You, you okay. got it. I didn't know that was a Sony exclusive. It's just one of it, the sports titles. It's either an exclusive or it's published like by Sony and it's okay. multi-platform. I, I've never played it so I don't actually know. I don't really like yeah, sports Yeah, because I know like football there's Madden 
NBA or basketball. I I don't know what the current one is for that. Like NBA uh, Jam is the one people liked, but I don't know what the <laughs> like thirty years ago. Yeah, I don't know what the current name for the ongoing uh, basketball franchise think, is if they haven't. I think like, there's probably a two K games one, but yeah, I think it's I think it is just NBA two K still. Yeah, but like they're all bad though. Like every yeah. every major sports game isn't. Well, I mean, I like I said, I've never played MLB the show, but like I've seen. Yeah, yeah like the, for like baseball games from the last like, I know like MLB the show is a title I've heard of, and the only other thing I can think is like Super Mario Strikers. Uh, no, Strikers is the soccer one. Oh, right. Um, um, I, I don't remember. It was, it was there was like a GameCube Mario baseball game. Yeah, the, it was like Super Sluggers or something. Yeah, I I I don't remember. They had yeah. so many sports games. Yeah. Um. But let let me tell you the title of this poll. Okay. Large Society Ground Orb: The Performance. Okay. Well, that <laughs> I mean, from that title, I would guess Katamari. <laughs> Okay. Well, you know. a large society ground orb. Yeah. Well, you you that that really came full circle, didn't it? Because yeah. that actually makes sense. Yeah. Um. Yeah. The, the the titles would not tell me what these things are. Um. This one would. You're gonna get this one. Okay. Um. What is it to live? What is it to die? Is the only difference in the beholder's eye. When disease rots your body, when hate sours your brain, what separates the mad and the sane? For the bearded, cruel father and his surrogate daughter shall never know respite from a life full of slaughter. The evil will die along with the good, and the difference between them grows less understood. Um, I, I assume that's the God of War game you were just talking about? No. No? Is it Bloodborne? No. No. Okay, I'll 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 tell you the title. Um, okay. We who remain, part the second. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Last of Us. Yeah. Two. Yeah. The one where Joel dies. Yeah. Spoilers, Spoilers. for season two of Last of Us. <laughs> uh, yeah. How many people are going to shit themselves when season two of Last of Us comes out? And I didn't think Joel was going to die. Oh, just just wait till they find out Ellie's. No, wait, they find out in the the show. Never mind. Yeah, uh, I was going to say wait this, till they find out that Ellie's gay. <laughs> and then this, yeah, and then the secondary protagonist comes in. They're like, I don't like this person. And it'll just be the <laughs> same thing all over again that we had when the game came out. No, wait until they find out that women can actually be that buff in real life. They'll, mm. they'll just be flabbergasted. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Uh, anyway, on to poem number four. You're three for three so far. And mm. I'm pretty sure you'll get this one. Okay. Well, well, let's see if you can get it after the first line. Um, okay. Steel and fur. Uh, Ratchet and Clank. Yeah, it is. Um, okay. I'll, I'll finish it, though. Yeah. Steel and fur, unlikely friends, united in purpose to heroic ends, thrown together by fate, ripped apart by disdain, old foes to aggravate, new allies to obtain, saving world after world with friends at their backs, two clever automatons in the last two, the, the, 
the expected line is Lombacks, but it's cut off. Okay. It says the manuscript abruptly ends. The, mm. the page has been burned. Um, and the title is Tool and Bang, but it was obvious from the start, right? Mm. Okay. Yeah. This one I'm excited about. <laughs> this the okay. next one. Um, you you got that last one pretty. I I figured you would get that last one pretty. Yeah, easily. it's you know one of the more fan- it's I guess the closest thing they have to a Super Mario as an exclusive now yeah. that they don't have Crash or Spyro as exclusives. Right, it, it's like the only mascot. Um, yeah, like all ages. Really uh, you know, yeah, cute character, um, platformer ish. Yeah. yeah. I think it's, it might be like the only big PS2 um, like exclusive that they have left. Mm. Was Blinks the Cat an exclusive PlayStation, that, or was that just another attempt at a animal mascot that was, game? That was a that was a failed Xbox mascot. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay the ne- this next one: um, stick rope, tar black, skin handprint, baby crying. Shower stink, death beach, grubs delicious, uh, death bomb stranding. piss. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you didn't let me get to the end with bomb. Well, I piss. was trying to think of the title. I knew from <laughs> fairly, early, you know, when it was like, you know, baby stink and death beach. That was like, yeah, what, yeah. what was that? Hideo Kojima. Yeah, death stranding. Yeah, and the the title is afterlife abandonment. Yeah, the lyrics of a heavy metal song. Yeah, bomb piss. Bomb uh, piss. <laughs> Death beach. Rita, Rita Snorman. Yeah. Uh, this one I don't think you'll get um, because it it kind of came and went with not much fanfare. But anyway, mm. enough enough hints. Uh, Visions after rest lay in wait for explorers crafted by the imps and filled with music, joy, or horror. Among these fanciful realms lie endless creation and possibilities where the limit is one's own imagination. It's not that the, Dreams game? Yes, it is. You remember. Huh. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I remember the like the trailers for it looked really interesting, and one of my co-workers talked about it in a bunch, and I didn't know if it ever came out or not. Yeah, it came out like two or three years ago, and it... Okay. I mean, I th- it felt, even from the trailers, it felt like they were promising too much. They're just like, this is a game where you can make anything with just your, I assume, I don't even know if it's controller or VR or what it is you're using to make your, like, game worlds or something. Well, it, it would it would be controller because it's PS4, it was PS4 exclusive, I think. Um, okay. Maybe I mean, PS5. they had PlayStation Move for that, I assume. Yeah, but it it it's not that popular. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. The idea sounded interesting, but I'm assuming from yeah. not hearing about it since that it wasn't the creative playground that they were hoping it would be. I I saw like a couple interesting things, but nothing like super good. <laughs> like yeah. Ever came out of it. Yeah, and it was kind of late to the party. Like, there were, you know, a lot of, like, creative build-your-own-game sandbox things yeah. coming out. And that one felt like it was trying to be, like, the best of them, but probably came out too late to 
cash in on the interest in that yeah. kind of a game. Yeah, I really don't. I really don't think anyone ever thought much of it yeah. after it came out. Um. Okay, this next one is the only one that I didn't get. So. Okay. So I oh. officially know more about PlayStation than you if I get this one right. Oh well, well, no, never mind. It's not this one. It was a later one. Um, okay. I I, I I got this one, but uh, anyway, mm. look around you. Oh God, turn your head. God, your metal friends with care, or else it be dead. Rescue, rescue its friends. Experience tension. Immerse yourself in a new dimension. Hmm. Um. This one is a deep cut unless you actually own a PlayStation console. So yeah, I don't. I I. It's probably not Little Big Planet. No, it's very Little Big Planet esque though, like in visuals. Yeah, I mean, because I don't think Little Big Planet's about like rescuing your friends. Um, the title is Celestial Construct. Okay, I've never heard of that one. It's uh well the the actual the actual game is Oh the title of oh, the poem. Yes. Yeah. Do you want me to tell okay, you? Okay, a celestial construct says celestial is like space yeah. and a construct is a robot, so space robot. Very close. Yeah, that was me just applying like uh, Magic yeah. Gathering logic, like how people call <laughs> Solemn Simulacrum sad robot, because <laughs> it, it's a word that means sad and a word that means robot, so yeah, yeah Solemn Simulacrum is just a sad robot. Yeah, I don't um, think I know this one. I mean, It's uh, Astrobot's Playroom. It's yeah, a, a VR. i that one. Yeah. Oh, VR. yeah. I double yeah. don't pay attention to VR. Yeah. It's like a cute little robot mascot that they had for... Well, it's for VR, and I think there's a little platforming game that, that comes free on PS4 and PS5 mm. that you can play with the, the Astrobot. It's like a tech demo, basically. Um, but yeah, that, that was one of the ones I didn't think you'd get. But I also mm. didn't think you'd get Dreams, so... Yeah, um, well, yeah, that's just one that I remember when there was like the E3 announcement and it looked interesting. Yeah. Um, okay. This next one is really long. <laughs> okay. I, I say really. It, anyway. Mm. Um, the lore of adventure is a powerful thing for this man from small beginnings. With his pluck, his wit, and his ancestors', ancestors ring, he aims to add to his winnings. To distant lands, this man would travel, accompanied by partners and friends, and though their plans w would oft unravel, they'd all make it through in the end. In ancient sites of mystery and wonder, priceless treasures lay there for the taking. Into sticky situations he'd often blunder, everything he touched would end up breaking. If for you the desire for thrills still linger, be ready for anything and strengthen your fingers. Is it uncharted? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because they mentioned, like, treasures, but the way they described it, it sounded like a Legend of Zelda game, and I didn't know where the ring part came in, but, um, yeah, that's all I could think for Treasure Hunter was Uncharted. Yeah, the the ring, it's, um, one of, one of Nathan Drake's most valued possessions is the, the ring of Sir Francis Drake, mm. um, who he 
says he's an ancestor of, but not really. Or a okay. descendant of. And um, I assume, like, strengthen your fingers is a joke on how many times he's, like, hanging off a cliff by the edge of his fingers and you, you know, yeah. mash your QTEs to get back up. Yeah. There's not that many QTEs. There's a few, I think, if I remember right, but not mm. many. Or is it just, like, but, Assassin's Creed and you're, like, climbing on walls and sidling on yeah. cliffs all the time? Yeah, it's, it's closer to Assassin's Creed than... Okay. Um, but the the climbing in the newer God of War games is worse than Uncharted. <laughs> I say mm. that. Yeah. Um, but the the title of this one was "Upon Pursuing a Place Not Marked on Maps." Okay. Um. Let's see, is this the one I didn't know? I think it is. No, no. I I I. This one took me a while, but I did get it. Okay. Um. Alone yet together, close yet apart. Our longs are. Let me start over. Alone yet together, close yet apart. Our long scarves a tether. Cooperation and art. Speak without word. Quest through the land. Glide like a bird. Draw names in the sand. Um. Well, it sounds like a two-player co-op game. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of. It kind Takes of. Two was not a Sony exclusive. No. Um, Let me know oh, when you want me to give you wait. the title. Okay. Okay, if it's kind of... I mean, Banjo-Kazooie isn't a Sony thing. No. Um, and we already did Ratchet and Clank. Uh, what's, what's the title? Trip. Journey? Yes, it okay. is Journey. Huh. Yeah, I mean, I've only ever seen like shots of Journey and people talking about how pretty it looks, but I didn't know what the game play was actually like. Yeah, the the, the game is it's really interesting. I mean, it's mostly just you like moving through this world, um, and occasionally, God, I haven't played. It's it's been like ten years since it really broke out, huh? It's been a while. Yeah, um, well, I think they the just announced a new one. I mean, it's not called Journey. It's, you know, a spiritual sequel, but... Yeah. Um, but it, it, it... Like, most of the game was just you, like, walking through the desert, and then occasionally you would interact with, uh, like, the environment. Yeah. Like, there, there would be a, occasional, like, really exciting things, like you sliding down... Um, a, a big mound of sand like through some ruins mm. and uh occasionally you would just meet another random uh character and uh near the end it, it was like uh you you would have to huddle up with this random character for warmth like during the night in this desert and uh at the end of the game it revealed like all the all the other players who were actually controlling the other characters who um, you really couldn't communicate with at all uh, in any way aside from your basic movement. Mm. Um, so it's kind of a an unknowing cooperation, uh, which is kind of beautiful, like like really simple but uh, beautiful. Mm. It, it it's kind of a gimmick, but it, it's a gimmick that works um, in the feelings department, you know. Mm. 
like like there's nothing about it that's really mechanically um innovative it's mostly just the idea um okay you're, you're doing really well you just didn't get mm. astrobot so far yeah yeah i've never heard of that one um okay th- this next one is the one i didn't get okay um a gentle boy and his brush found kinship along the walls. His creations, playful sprites, brought joy to one and all. The town once empty, now flush with color and laughter. The boy hailed the hero, though merely, a, though merely a talented drafter. His mission, save his home, threatened by seasoned disuse. His weapon, imagination, blues, reds, purple, and chartreuse. Okay. I mean, I can kind of picture what the game would look like. I don't know a title. Um, yeah. It, it can't be Epic Mickey, because that wasn't an exclusive to Sony. Nope. But that's the only paintbrush action game coming to mind. The The title is Spirits Within Walls. Okay. Yeah, I've never heard of that one. No, that that's the um, poem title. Oh. It, uh, it might Spirits give you a walls. hint. Uh, like I said, I, I didn't get this shell. one. <laughs> no, it's um, um ghost in the you, building. Yeah, it, it's it's called Luigi's concrete mansion. <laughs> I wish it, it's a concrete genie. Of okay, yeah, I've never which heard it, of it is a I mean, name. Kind of I've, a cool title. Yeah, it's a name I've heard, but I, I don't remember anything about it at all. Mm. Um. All right, there's four left. You've got eight out of ten so far. Okay. Um. <laughs> this one is interesting. Um. The proud maple cries. A standoff makes three men fall, and the wind moves on. Um. Hmm, okay, Proud Maple Falls. Um, so, okay, so there's a game about men crying about a tree falling down? The Proud Maple Cries. A standoff oh. makes three men fall, and the wind moves on. Oh, okay, so the tree is crying because three men died. Um, hmm. Uh, what's the title? Eastern Spectre. Uh, Ghosts of Tsushima? Yes. Okay. It's a haiku. Yeah, I wasn't sure if that one was a PlayStation exclusive or not. Yeah. And also, I don't I know anything about what it's about except it's samurai or something. Yeah. I I didn't want to say it was a haiku because I figured it might give it away. Hmm. Um, but yeah, you got it. Um, okay, the, this one you might not, you may or may not get. Um, mm. sword from stone, fur from bone, stick spouting fire, the blood wolf's ire, armorless knights, supernatural fights, hopes nearly gone, be ready at dawn. Uh, it's not Bloodborne, and, is it? No, it, it's it's not far from Bloodborne, but mm. it's not. Yeah, yeah, it's got swords, 
and fur and magic and supernatural things. Yep. But it can't be Star Fox Adventures because that was a GameCube exclusive. <laughs> no. Um. Yeah, what was the title? Um, an organization in the future. An organization uh, colon in the future. Hmm. Um. Well, that wouldn't be Kingdom Hearts. Which I guess Kingdom Hearts is another one of those that's like, hey, this was a Sony thing, and then it wasn't. Well, it was a Sony thing on home consoles, but Nintendo got the yeah. Nintendo handheld. got the handhelds, and then Xbox got the third one because they just you know let them branch out. Because Square Enix was like, exclusivity makes us less money. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, even like Final Fantasy was. I mean, it was a Nintendo thing, and then it was a Sony thing, and now it's just an yeah. everyone thing. Yeah, because at, at some point the games became too big to fit on cartridges. Yeah. Um, organization in the future. Um, yeah, I don't think I know this one. It's The Order 1866. Oh. Well, I have heard the title. I it, forgot about that one because it was like, yeah. wasn't that like a launch game that was a dud that, you know, that I, they tried to make people care about and nobody did? Yeah, it was like an like a early PS4 game that, like, it, yeah, it's it was... It's like something they were building up at the start of PS4 to say, look how yeah. good our graphics are. And everyone was like, cool, I, I don't care about this yeah, one. Yeah, it was... It was like really short and repetitive apparently. I don't know, I've never actually played it. I just know yeah. it by reputation. Yeah. But it it was like Victorian era um werewolf hunters. Mm. So that's the firm, It's weird that they would say it's in the future. Thing. Yeah, well, I mean it's in the future of uh oh, of, know, of Thor Ragnarok. Norse Norse mythology, yeah. yeah. Uh it is a fun title, though. Um, and like the anyway. <laughs> um, okay, the next one. Kill and die, wound and sigh, bleed and perish, slash and cry, inject and deflect, think and reflect, fire expire, murder infect. The moon grows crimson. The mad townsfolk shout, "The city of prison, carve your way out." Okay, so this one's Bloodborne? Yeah. Okay, there we go. Found the Bloodborne. Yeah. I figured it would be yeah. there eventually. Eventually. Um, and the, the title is Sanguinity. Mm. So, <laughs> yeah. Which is pretty clever, actually. Um, the, the, the last one, I'll give you a 50-50 shot, whether you get it or not. Okay. Um, horses and steel and oil and leather. Brothers who fight and fall together. They rise from beneath, the new day dawns, the future has teeth, and yesterday's gone. Hmm. Um. Okay, so we got horses and steel and brothers. Um. I mean, the first thing popping into my head is Army of Two, but I don't think that's a sony game and also probably isn't the right answer um 
I can read it again if you want. Uh, okay. There's yeah. there's there's two big hints um, mm. if you listen closely. Um, yeah. Horses of steel and oil and leather, brothers who fight and fall together. They rise from beneath. A new day dawns. The future has teeth, and yesterday's gone. Um. Okay. Well, horses of steel, I assume, is motorcycles. Mm-hmm. Oil and leather. Ad. Sounds like it's also bikers. Yeah. Um. Yesterday's gone. Sounds like it's probably an allusion to the title. Um. Uh, what what what's the title on this one? Um, the dead do not ride. Um, Which is, I'll 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 give you this the the title of this one is not as helpful. <laughs> okay, so it's not Ghost Rider. No, that would be uh, awesome though. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I want... Sony had the rights to the Ghost Rider movie for a while. They should have made a game while they. There, there was probably a shitty movie game at, at that era. Probably. Um, okay, yeah. I'll give you a hint. Okay. You you are you already said the title. Oh. <laughs> at I some did. point, you okay. just didn't know it. Yeah. Um, hmm. Yeah, because I am blanking on biker action games. I think I talked about this one like three years ago. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't. I, I've forgotten what I said. Okay. the The future has teeth, and yesterday's gone. Um, it's days gone. <laughs> okay, I don't remember saying that one. I, I, I don't even know that name. Yeah. You 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 um Well you you had repeated yesterday's gone. Oh. Um but okay. that that's just the title is Days Gone. Oh okay. So um, yeah, so that was a reference to the title. Yeah, yeah I, I don't know that that game. Yeah. It's it's like a biker zombie game. It, yeah. it uh it, it's it's good but not great, so it's it's not super popular. Mm. So they didn't um, have a a poem about PlayStation All Stars Battle Royale. <laughs> no, the, oh, the in the game though. In in the game, like in the incidental dialogue, they, there is a reference to um, Kratos being in Mortal Kombat. Mm. But he won't acknowledge that he was in PlayStation All Stars Battle Royale. Not that I've heard. There might be a there mm. might be a line about it. I don't know. Where he talks about that time he met Parappa the Rapper and Fat Princess <laughs> and uh, riding from Metal Gear. I I think um, Kratos' rival in that game was um, what, what's his name? The the evil clown from Twisted Metal. Oh, Sweet Tooth. Yeah. Who I yeah. only know because one of the things from uh, uh, the Summer Games Fest presentation was a couple days ago, and they showed a trailer for uh, Twisted Metal is getting like a Hulu series, I think. That's so fucking weird. It's like Hulu or Netflix or something, and they showed it. They brought out. Um, I think it was Will Twisted Arnett. Twisted Metal is the dumbest shit. Yeah, they brought out Will Arnett on stage to talk about it, and then showed a trailer of, I think he's doing the voice of Sweet Tooth, 
I don't oh think he's the God. body actor, but he was like in a fight with um, Anthony Mackie is playing I don't know a, a character <laughs> from the show, but yeah, he he was there like getting roughed up by Sweet Tooth, and I like I I have played a little bit of um, Twisted Metal because I have the plug and play PS One system. Um, and I don't know if the later ones actually had a story, because it just seemed like it was a Demolition Derby game. Yeah, I don't think they had a story. I think they they just had, like, fighting game-style vignettes. Mm. Like, not not an actual... At least I don't think... I haven't played them all, so... Okay. Um, yeah, I yeah, I mean, I guess, like, the F-Zero... Aside from F-Zero GX and, like, the anime-based ones, yeah, they, they did the same kind of thing of, like, you beat the the cup with a racer and then it shows like a picture of their face and a little caption of a thing they said yeah something like that where they they like show sweet tooth like kill a whole family (laughs) (laughs) because because hey guess what he's a serial killer why would you make a show about that uh money i i I don't know i I don't know if there's any money they're they're just losing money Sony might just be desperate. Yeah. <laughs> like, hey, we already made an Uncharted movie and a Last of Us show. Uh, mm. I, yeah, I the, have an the idea. Mario Let's movie do... made over a billion dollars. That means people want video game based things. What do we got? Uh, we yeah. got we got Twisted Metal. What what other property? What other Sony property would actually make a good movie that's not already a thing? Ratchet and Clank. Um, well, they tried that. <laughs> oh. We'll try it, it again do it well. better. I mean, Mario tried it once and got, you know, the cult classic at best. Original one. Yeah. It's uh, it's not good, but I like it. Yeah. That That's the so, best I could say about it. So, I mean, they could, um, you know, since they don't have Spyro and Crash, they could, you know, I guess Ratchet and Clank or... I don't know if Little Big Planet has much of a plot, but it it does. No. Of the stuff they have, it's another one with, you know, cute character designs that they could do something with. Little Big Planet would actually make like a good, like, um, like it it wouldn't be like a a big Hollywood animation studio, but kind mm. of it would it would have to be like a a short. <laughs> You know, like like a good uh, animated short mm, film, or like a Netflix series of twenty minute episodes or something. Yeah, yeah, not not like two hour or hour and a half because animation's expensive. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Most most animated movies aren't over two hours long. <laughs> I wonder yeah. who, would, who would ever get away with that. Mm, not the one that we're going to talk about for the other half of this episode. Yeah. Uh, I didn't think that the 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 Sony game quiz would take up uh, mm. forty minutes, but it did, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad you did well at it, though. I was kind of worried that um, I was putting you out of your wheelhouse, but well, I mean, yeah, there were a no. couple I definitely haven't heard of, but. Yeah, cultural osmosis and watching E3 shows. Yeah. I know. Yeah, you only got the noteworthy like, ones. You only got like two or three less than me, and I played like 90% of those games, so. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, I, of the ones you listed... Well, yeah, because I said I, I've played Twisted Metal. I, I really haven't well, played well, most of these. Well, Twisted Metal wasn't even one of the answers. We were just, oh, yeah. <laughs> we were just talking about that, that because... Thing, of, yeah. Yeah, because like, I've, I've never played a God of War. I've never played um, Bloodborne. You, you would or... like Ratchet and Clank. Mm. Yeah, because um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because mo- most of the stuff I've played it, are those ones that like fell through the cracks and aren't Sony exclusive anymore. Yeah, like you would, you would really like like PS3 era Ratchet and Clank. I, mm. I think. Um, and probably Uncharted, because you like, you know, like, Indiana Jones style. Yeah, 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 action game thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, honestly, the rest of those, maybe not, because most of them are, like, you know, M-rated shooty shooty bang type games. Yeah, like, Bloodborne and Sekiro are probably too hard. Uh, Death Stranding, I'd give it a shot just because it's a Kojima game, although it doesn't sound as interesting as Metal Gear, because, like, Metal Gear plays more into, like, action movie tropes, where Death Stranding just seems like a weird sci-fi thing. It's like a weird mishmash of, um, hey, it's, it's this, um, weird game where you have to carry packages um yeah and, and like, like build like bridges manage your av- weight avoid ghost things yeah. that want to kill you yeah and and also there's combat occasionally but <laughs> and you know having not looked into it i have no context for why mads mickelson or any of those other celebrities appear <laughs> as characters in the game or wh- what, was you know, what their deal is which ones are good guys and which ones are bad guys and what was that one character's name that everybody made fun of? I can't, I can't think of it. Um, I mean, I don't know the ones from Death Stranding. I know Hot Coldman from uh, Metal Gear <laughs> Peace Walker. Wait, I, I have to look up the character names in Death Stranding now. Mm. Give me a minute. Okay, and then we can talk about Across the Spider-Verse. Ah, um, uh, that's not important. It'll okay. be around next. Yeah, time. and I guess because I briefly mentioned it, um, we heart Katamari, um, the the second Katamari game. I assume just uh, got ported to Switch, so I bought that and I've played through. Um, I played it up to the credits, and then I've you know gone back and found like a lot of the levels have secondary or tertiary modes. So I've you know been replaying some of them. You know, it's definitely... I, I liked the first one, but I do like this one better in that it... Like, there's more stuff to collect. You know, I'm trying to find all the cousins who are hidden in the levels. And and there's, like, levels that have an eternal mode. So if I want to just roll up the entire world and not have a time limit on it, then I can just do that. And, you know, it saves the score. It doesn't really save much else, but it's still, you know... How big does it let experience. you go? Um, well, I mean, th- there's the let's see, the biggest levels. Um, th- there's one where you start off, you know, reasonable size and end with rolling up like entire islands until and every cloud in the sky until it's just water left. Um, and that one has an eternal mode, so you know I've done it with the time limit, but 
you can really like get absolutely everything without the time limit which is, you know you, you like the king of the cosmos is flying around in the sky and you can get big enough to capture him um let's see so the, there's that one there is uh one well they, they do the one from the credits of the first one again where you're rolling up all the countries on the earth uh except with this one there's a big asteroid that's about to hit the earth so you're on a timer because you have to get your your katamari big enough to catch the meteor before it hits um and then the final level sort of i mean the, there's a level at least two levels i haven't unlocked and one of them is after you get all the cousins but um the the one that triggers the credits is um all of the stars you've created throughout the game are floating in space and you have to roll them all up and roll enough of them to uh, catch the sun because you, you gotta roll up the sun so yeah that that's like the culmination of all of your efforts to make all these stars in the sky um, also, there's flashback levels that you can play where you're playing as the king when he was just a little, little dude, um, and his father was like super demanding. So those levels are pretty hard because you're on like a very tight time limit. Nice parental abuse, great. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and that's why he grew up to be such a douchebag because his dad was mean to him. Although, there's like, you know... And I, and I saw God of War was deep. There's like cutscenes throughout the game where you see, you know, him like as, you know, a, a child and then, uh, you know, as a rebellious teenager and then he meets, you know, the woman he's going to marry and then uh, his dad finally gives him a thumbs up and, um, yeah, the, you know cliche emotional heart of the the backstory of uh, the king who is otherwise presented as just this like drunk condescending asshole yeah see that this is the most um mature like story of uh family familial trauma that we've gone over today mm. um so did you find the whatever it was you were looking for i forgot already no nah, it was just it was just dead man i was thinking of probably um, the one you said oh, hot <laughs> that came from metal gear yeah. yeah hot coldman is from metal gear peace walker yeah it, it <laughs> kojima's so fucking stupid but he's a genius mm-hmm um, um but yeah, yeah um i also finished tears of the kingdom i don't really have anything to add to you know stuff i've previously said the ganon fight is i i think i over prepared um it wasn't that hard but i've also seen people saying it wasn't that hard and, and part of it is just that if you you know don't rush into the final fight it gets easier because like if if you skip any of the sages before going to the final fight, then the final fight becomes harder because you have to fight the bosses that you skipped as part of a boss rush 
before the Ganon fight. But I did that's all that's of them in the correct idea. Yeah, like I did all of them in the the order, you know, before approaching the final battle. So when those bosses show up for the boss rush, the sages are like, oh, just go ahead, we can deal with this. And they all go and deal with the bosses that you've already fought. Uh, that, that's a... That's a less... Uh, <laughs> like, it, it's, it's more interesting. It's like, oh, we already took them out, so we don't have to worry about them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, you know, rewards you for... Um, playing the game in order instead of rushing to the ending or if you really want the challenge of rushing to the ending then you get an extra challenge of having to deal with the stuff that you skipped i bet it's just like a fuck you speedrunners type thing maybe yeah because that that is a thing that nintendo um would do hmm yeah I mean, and, like, the game is, it's more fun as, like, a sandbox anyway for just, um... Yeah. You know, the, you're presented with things to find and puzzles to solve and a toolbox to solve the puzzles with. Yeah, I saw apparently you can combine, like, pretty much any item with any other item. Yeah, um, yeah, you can fuse items together, you can, you know, like, pick things up and levitate them around with your ultra hand and then stick them onto other things, and, um, yeah, a lot of it, the game doesn't tell you what to do, sometimes it's obvious, sometimes it isn't, sometimes you just make up a solution that maybe isn't the solution they intended, but if it works, then you, you still pass. I can't to see. I can't wait to see what kind of dumbass, um, like brute force method <laughs> they'll come up with on Game Grumps. Yeah, I saw the first episode of that went up before we started recording. Yeah, yeah, I I saw they uploaded, uh, but I haven't had time to watch it yet. Yeah. Um. But yeah, we should probably get into Spider Verse. Yeah. It good. Mm. Yep. That's. That's it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it it's good. I had, I mean, after I got out of the theater, I messaged you, and I'm like, I need to talk about this movie, but then you hadn't seen it yet. So then I went and created a thread, and just spoiler block text, you know, everything about the movie. Because, the, like, there's a lot of stuff I like, and there's some fundamental things that bothered me, but I'm not the only one who was bothered by it, so that made me feel like, okay. And, you know, it's fine because because yeah. going into the movie, I'd heard nothing but praise. You know, like the highest praise. Like this is the best movie ever, and it it's a lot of fun. It's not, you know, it 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 was previously advertised as a part one. They they took the part one off and changed part two to be called Beyond the Spider Verse. But it is a part one and a part two. It is you know half of a story. It's not a complete tale in the way that the first no. one was. They um, they don't really wrap up any any threads aside from like um, Gwen uh, reconciling with her dad. Yeah, like that, that's that's like the only loose thread that they actually tie up by the end. Yeah, uh, yeah, and like. Um, you know, like I, I've been referring to the movie as an Empire Strikes Back because it's a cliffhanger ending, but it's really not, like, because like Empire was still more complete by the end of it, despite yeah. the cliffhangers. It, it feels more like, you know, what it is is that it's, 
it's a movie where they filmed the the part two and the part three back to back like pirates of the caribbean the second and third one they did those back to back released them a year apart matrix they did two and three back to back and those ones they released them like six months apart which kind of screwed up you know the the box office for that i think because people you know knew that the next one was coming like right away um yeah and it's not like like infinity war endgame like one they had two movies in between those and also uh like those ones were each a complete story in themselves um despite the downer ending of the first one they were they were each a complete story that uh just fit really well together yeah yeah like across the spider-verse is a lot of fun scenes it's not a complete story and the underlying yeah just the the whole canon event thing feels wrong and dumb It, it it like i'm waiting to see how they uh explain that is you know being like there's got to be more to it than that it if if something like that had been said but okay i guess i should back up and say just you know for people who haven't seen the movie but decided they want to listen to this anyway despite us obviously doing spoilers and i'll say in the description it's all it's spoilers all the way down um yeah the the canon yeah the canon event thing okay so uh miles it gets brought into this group called the Spider Society that's like a multiversal Spider-Man organization it's, set up by Spider-Man. It's Rick and Morty. Yeah, Spider-Man 2099 has created an organization to deal with multiversal threats. Uh, it's not entirely... I, I, I get the impression, because there's so many of them, that this has been going on longer than the events of Into the Spider-Verse, because that is established to be only a year ago there's one year between this and into and um it feels like they've been dealing with multiversal bullshit for longer than that it's really weird because if if it didn't exist before then they're way more established than it seems like they should be yeah and if it did exist before then like what what were they doing? I mean, I assume <laughs> like, there were, what, there were other things going on, and it's just that this, you know, Kingpin using the Collider has created the latest um, crisis of, like, you know, the fabric of the multiverse is all screwed up, and villains from, you know, like, what one of the early things we see is a villain, a, a version of Vulture from, like, a Renaissance uh, Vincent Van Gogh-style doodle uh has been pulled into gwen's universe and um and that is a thing that's happening in various universes you know characters are just getting yanked into them because of the damage the collider did um and uh, 2099 or i guess i'll i'll just i'll refer to him as miguel um yeah miguel o'hara miguel and his spider-man are um you know people he's been recruiting to round these villains up and get them sent back to the universes they came from um so he's mad at miles for you know being part of the cause of that because um, it happened in his universe and also because it's revealed that miles um 
wasn't supposed to be the Spider-Man of his universe. The he, the spider that bit him has the number 42 written on it because it comes from Earth 42. Uh, it was brought there by one of Kingpin's scientists, the guy who ends up becoming the spot in this movie. Um, and so Miles even getting the powers is kind of an anomaly. And Miguel says that um, that so that Miles getting turned into Spider-Man had some kind of cosmic temporal you know side effect of making his Spider-Man die so you know the Peter in his universe died to make room for him to become the sole Spider-Man of his universe because meta narrative I guess and that's it's so kind of, weird. Yeah, and and it's and this this whole thing about um, there being canon events that tie the Spider People together. That like every one of them has an Uncle Ben or some like parental-ish figure who dies. Except it doesn't have to be parental because for Gwen it was her friend Peter who turned into the lizard yeah. who died. But there's it's there's like just some someone very close who they failed. Yeah, there is an dying. inciting death of a family type person who inspires them to have responsibility and then later uh, there I guess every spider-man has a version of um, Captain Stacy the police captain who dies trying to save someone and the spider person feels bad about it um, even though that is absolutely not the case, because if you look at, like, <laughs> Tobey Maguire's movies, there's a Captain Stacy there, and he doesn't die. Um, and also, he has two girlfriends who fall off of bridges and don't die, and you'd think the death of Gwen Stacy would be a canon event if the death of Captain Stacy is a canon event. Um, so his theory yeah. is bullshit, but he is set on it and has somehow convinced hundreds of other spider people that uh th this is the way the multiverse works that everyone has these shared events that happen and if you don't let them happen if you don't stand back and let the person die when they're supposed to die then the fabric of your reality will collapse and he believes this because he um he pulled a rick and morty and decided to go replace a dead version of himself so he could be with the family he never had. And somehow that resulted in that universe collapsing. But they don't really go into detail of how that happened. Um, but also for some reason Peter B. Parker from the first movie was there to witness it. So he believes it because he's seen it firsthand. Except... I don't know if that means that he saw it before into the Spider-Verse, because Miguel set this up apparently in response to that event, and him feeling like he needs to fix all the multiversal crises as a result of his own mistake there. Um, or if Peter B. Yeah, saw it after Into, which would, add, which would make more sense with how he behaved toward Miles in the first movie, except then how the fuck did he set up this whole organization in a year? and have it yeah, it's so organized it's very weird yeah but it raises more questions than it answers even though they're it feels like they are trying to do what they did in the first one where uncle aaron died and everyone was like yeah i had something like that happen to me too 
except they're trying right. to set a hard rule around it and it doesn't work which is why i'm hoping that when we get to part three that's you know they're going to explain um, that miguel's that, full of shit yeah yeah because it just it does not make sense uh yeah yeah so that that was my you know the the big problem with the movie that stops me from loving it as much as the first one and also because it's it's not a full movie it's half a movie um yeah. or half a story it's a full movie it's two hours and 15 minutes but uh yeah like like every time i've seen somebody talk about it online like they pose the question like is it better than the first one i'm like no like yeah. obviously no yeah like a, a, aside yeah, when... from the visuals which which are just like oh, far and away like like the, it's the best looking western animated movie ever made yeah like um, yeah they've gotten to go even more crazy with like characters looking different uh, and you know like showing different because it's like the first one was all in miles's universe it has that comic book style to it but since this movie gets to bounce around to different universes we've got like especially gwen's universe like that one every f you know every time the, the yeah. shot changes the background changes you know that they yeah, they do like very i love the watercolor vibe yeah it's yeah like very stylistic like and i've seen i don't know what to make of um people asking like is gwen trans because like the moments where she like opens herself to other people have a very white pink blue look to them which is the trans flag colors but i don't feel like you know like that that idea had been posed to me after i saw the movie twice so between viewings that had been posed so i was watching for it on the second one and it feels like that's just her costume colors you know yeah. she wears like white pink blue a little bit of green and when we're in her universe the times when she's feeling like distant and closed off from people there's a lot of like this kind of murky green color everywhere um and then the times when she's open it gets you know more white and pink and uh brighter but it feels like it's more just a mood thing that they're doing yeah see that that's one of those that's one of those theories where it's like yeah if you want to believe that then great yeah just don't yeah i mean i don't try to make it a, a definite thing yeah <laughs> please yeah it doesn't read to me as like absolutely true but i could see like themes in common um yeah you know it, it, i wouldn't call it i think calling it an allegory is too much but you know yeah reading like the theme because i feel like the, like the themes for gwen's arc in this is like trust and like trying to find someone who will like trust her and believe in her because yeah like she she doesn't have that from her dad although that that's like you know the major arc for her is like her her father um uh, you know thinks the spider woman is the one who killed peter parker and um she doesn't want to come out about her identity to him um because she knows that he will accuse her of the murder um and then after the vulture thing she is forced to come out and he tries to arrest her because he, you know still thinks she's a murderer and doesn't trust her and doesn't believe in her and so then she leaves and starts trying to get um you know her new metaphorical parents miguel and um jessica drew i think 
I don't. It, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because I don't remember if they like said they didn't say her name much. She's just she's Spider Woman, and she has like an afro and she rides a motorcycle. But I think that's yeah, when, a version of Jessica Drew. When um, I I think when Gwen's talking to Miles about it the first time they meet, they I think she calls her Jess Drew. Okay. So I, I think it's like oh the, this is a version. Yeah, yeah, it's it's one because you know when they're going around the um, spider society, there's there are many Peters, and then you know there's yeah there's probably a few Jesses and a few. Uh, I, they didn't show any other Gwens, but th- there's probably another Gwen. Um, yeah, I mean Gwen says at some point like. Yeah, Gwen Stacy doesn't do very good in like every other yeah. <laughs> every other Spider-Man story. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the thing that they kind of hint like could be like, oh, this is just a canon event that uh, you know, if a Gwen falls in love with a Spider-Man, then she will die. Um, but I mean, hopefully that canon event thing just gets shut down in the next one cuz that was yeah. Know, so dumb that it threatens the entire movie. Um, yeah, like I, I, I also thought that the um, like the obvious, like Miguel O'Hara is like every Spider-Man fan that doesn't accept Miles Morales mm. as Spider-Man. Yeah, uh, I just like I I get the impulse to make a character like that, but I also feel like. What what they did with the first movie was so good that you don't need to, <laughs> like mm. like you already you you proved that Miles was Spider Man in the first one. Like that was one of the main themes is that yeah, and Miles I think, Morales is Spider Man. Get over it. Yeah, and most people have bought into that so much by this point that they made a whole video yeah. game about him and it sold pretty well. I think. Yeah, yeah. and it, it's 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 just weird to me that they had like they they have a whole villain who's whole thing is basically like no you aren't spider-man mm. <laughs> like you you aren't supposed to be spider-man yeah um yeah and then like the way they ended is you know the reveal like he gets sent to universe 42 in a moment that because i was paying attention i saw you know the, it, it's supposed to be like a surprise twist reveal but if you're, you know, like, watching and remembering that they say, like, oh, he's from Earth-1610, this spider was not from his universe, it's from Earth-42. Um, and then, uh, when he uses the go-home machine to try to get himself sent home, it reads his spider DNA and says, oh, you're from Earth-42. And it shows on the machine Earth-42, like, very quickly, but I read it at that moment, I'm like, wait, wait a minute, no, that's not his number, oh shit, he's in the wrong yeah. universe. And then they spend, like, 20 minutes revealing that he got sent to the wrong universe, because he... Yeah. yeah. He gets sent to a universe where he is the Prowler, and that's, like, yeah. the big reveal at the end, like, oh no, this is a universe where Miles, where there was no Spider-Man because the spider was taken away, and so Miles went on to become the Prowler, and that was yeah. not as shocking to me as the movie thought it should be, I think. Because I'm like, yeah, it, it's another multiverse. He, he's a different yeah. version of himself. It makes sense. Because it, it's... They obviously set it up as, like, a parallel universe to Miles' original one. Yeah. Where it's, like, just in, instead of Aaron dying, um, his dad Jefferson dies. Yeah. 
or or Jeff. I don't think they ever actually call him Jefferson. Yeah, because um, I I still can't get over that they named uh, <laughs> a, a black character Jefferson Davis. Mm. A- anyway, um, yeah. I, I don't want to get back into that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But, but uh, yeah, yeah, this, I mean, yeah. His, his dad died, and this is, uh, you know, the hellscape universe where there was no Spider-Man, so crime is everywhere. And, and yeah, you know, he had a close relationship with his Uncle Aaron, so it makes sense that in a universe where there is no Spider-Man, he would become the Prowler. Yeah. But, I, I don't know. Also, j- just the way that scene was developing with, like, Gwen outside the window, mm. um, and just Miles and his mom in the room, like, it... Yeah, it was, it was like, really well done. Y- you knew, ev- like, like I could tell that everything wasn't, mm. like, I like just you know media um, literacy. Just yeah. like I could tell everything wasn't on the level. Yeah, but like I was, I was just so invested in what was happening that I didn't really care. Yeah, uh, yeah, I was watching. Like, I, like, I, I didn't because he has this I didn't whole notice. like emotional confession to his mother where he's going to reveal that he's spider-man and that's why he's been lying all this time and i'm watching it just like hand on my face like okay when 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 are they going to reveal that he's in the wrong universe because i know he's in the wrong universe it's like yes this isn't a very it's an emotional moment for him but also he's gonna have that he's gonna have to have this conversation again in the next movie because uh yeah he's he's saying it to the wrong version of his mom yeah, who has no idea who Spider-Man? Yeah, because there was no Spider-Man kind of in the universe. Yeah, so like there, there was never even a Peter Parker in that universe. Um, well, there might have been, but be there was no spider well, to bite him. So because the yeah, spider got yeah. ripped out of that universe by Spot, or the the yeah, man who like would the, become Spot after getting hit in the face with a bagel. The <laughs> we should talk about that probably. Mm. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I like. I, I love the idea of um, a villain who legitimately gets more menacing as the the story progresses. Mm. Yeah, like I like Spot. My main issue with Spot is that it feels like some point early in the development, somebody should because Spot feels like he's just looking for a purpose because yeah. you know, he's got these powers and they've made him look like a freak so he's rejected by society and so he feels like he has to turn to crime and nobody says hey dude why don't you become a superhero um you know n- nobody ever like brings up the idea of using his powers for good they just treat him like a villain and you know miles just like beats him up and makes fun of him and that leads him to continue down this like dark path of like i will ruin you because you made fun of me and that like that that's like yeah. his character which is kind of lame but also he's just kind of a lame dude but also he becomes legitimately scary as he's like just getting more and more power to you know become like a this almost godlike figure who can just like rip open portals to other universes yeah it it was also funny watching this like as i was playing um god of war ragnarok because there's a uh, you know the whole thing with God of War Ragnarok is that there there are nine realms um, um, in Norse mythology, mm. and uh, like there 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 are only very specific ways to get between them. And at at some point in the story, they uh, they release 
the the giant wolf garm who can like tear holes between them. Mm. Um, <laughs> so it was like, like I I think it was like the the day before I went to see it. Like I I got to the part where um, I fight the giant, um, you know, dimension ripping uh, wolf. And then I see the movie with the spot, who mm. also opens dimensions between realities. Yeah. Um, and also in God of War Ragnarok, there's a, a there's a strong the a strong theme of uh, prophecy and fate, which also um, is a thing in Across the Spider Verse. Yeah, uh, like, like if Miguel's bullshit theory is correct, then it's a very fatalist reality. Yeah. Yeah, like you're a Spider-Man, so you have to have you have to be this. Yeah, like um, you're a Spider-Man, therefore you are going to have a close uncle-ish familiar, you know, family member die in your arms because of a mistake that you made. Uh, you're going to have a police captain die saving someone, and you're going to feel bad that you couldn't save them. Uh, presumably, you will also have a significant other fall off a bridge or a tall spot and you will try to catch them and fail and they will die uh you will have yeah. a costume show up from outer space somehow that gets on you and you have a venom saga um yeah of course they had to mention venom <laughs> yeah you will have a best friend who is the child of an asshole billionaire who will haunt you and then the the friend will also haunt you at some point um, yeah. th there's weirdly little mention of the goblins in these movies, but I guess that you know there's yeah. so much to do, and like we had a version of Green Goblin in the first one, and he was just a muscle character. Yeah, it is weird that there's very few traditional Spider-Man villains um, in these movies. Yeah, I mean, uh, I did like, enjoy aside from the Doc Ock. Yeah. I but, guess. Yeah, like in this one, you know, the, there's a, a bunch of, you know, fun little quick cut characters. So, like, when there's the multiversal prison with all the different villains, we've got a Moose Stereo, who is a Mysterio <laughs> yeah. with Moose Antlers, and a Ms. Stereo, who's a girl Mysterio. Yeah. And then also, there's uh, a Rhino, who's the boring, normal Rhino, who is just a Rhino. <laughs> right. <laughs> I I love the I love the pun villains. Mm. It, it was uh, it was pretty great. Um, We've also got Peter Parked Car from the Cars universe. <laughs> yeah. I love it. I love that one. Um, also, I that I need I need to get this movie. Um, you know, mm. on Blu-ray. Yeah, so, so I you can, can pause. Yeah. I need to go frame by frame. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, from, from watching it twice, like, I was able to read a few more of the captions, and I was able to understand what Spider-Punk was saying, because the first time his accent is so thick that it caught me off guard. Yeah. Um, also, Spider-Punk is the coolest fucking character. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, like, they, they, they just outright say it. Like, like... Man, how is he even cooler when he takes off the mask and he's like, man, I'm just cool all the time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's a little weird that he's working for this organization, but also, 
I mean, one, uh, you know, he, he was kind of just working there to steal their shit so he could make his own devices. Yeah, um, he was working in it to undermine it, yeah. which is... And also he, you uh, know, says himself, like, I'm not consistent. <laughs> yeah, he was like, wait, I thought you hated labels. Oh, yeah, man, I'm not consistent. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean that, that's the, I, I guess that's the, like, extremist punk mindset in general, right? Yeah. Like, I hate establishment, but you like this. Yeah. Well, I mean, it but can't also all buy be. my music. I need money. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, capitalism sucks. Buy my music, yeah. right? Uh, uh, where was that? Um, oh. Well, let's see. The spider punk. Um. Oh yeah, it, and they. I, I feel like they, they do kind of set up that in the third movie um, the whole canon event will kind of be bullshit because they they show at the end that the Indian Spider-Man whose world is supposedly ruined by Miles um, yeah. is going to be part of the team that helps him. Yeah, yeah, because Miles saves the captain in that universe and that gets Miguel pissed off and that leads to the whole speech about canon events. But, yeah, like, after that happens, a big hole opens up in the ground, and the spider people show up to contain it somehow with some sci-fi mumbo-jumbo. But also, that hole opens up in the spot where the Alchemax lab collider that the spot activated fell into the ground. So it kind of seems like it's just a thing spot did. Yeah. To be honest, though, I kind of feel like any holes that you punch in it, um, they're just actively going to try to, like, find a different way around what they've already set up. Mm. Just because they know people will be pouring through it for a year. Yeah. Uh, But, yeah, you were saying about, like, oh, yeah, with the setting up for the third movie. Yeah. Yeah, like, like he's a... I, because like if the guy's universe is ruined, I don't think he's gonna help. Yeah, <laughs> he's gonna help Miles um, try to fight the Spider Society. Yeah, 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 it's, yeah. I don't know how, because it, it seemed like they contained it, but um, yeah. I'm just I'm looking through all the comments I posted to try to remember stuff. Um, Lego Spider Man was great. Uh, oh yeah, that was that was pretty good. Yeah, it was like I guess there was like a fourteen-year-old who did like a trailer uh, animation for the movie or something, and then they brought him in to do that short bit of the movie, um, That's which amazing. has it has kind of the spider or nothing the like the Lego Movie vibe of you know like the, these are like Lego people, and but also you know like when he touches his communicator, he makes the beep boop sound himself. Yeah, um, and um, when Peter Parker changes into a spider outfit, he's he's just a completely different piece. Yeah. Uh, um, we got Donald Glover as Prowler. Yeah, which is fine. Yeah, I mean it's a fun cameo. It's kind of disappointing if that means that they're not actually going to have him be Prowler in a live action movie. So they just you know gave yeah. him the cameo in this to. Uh, settle that. Uh, 
Yeah. It feels like that means they'll never be doing Miles in the MCU. <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> you know? might also be the case. I mean, because I don't um, know what the status is of Spider-Man in the MCU now. Like they're I they're I've developing a stop Gary. Yeah, last I heard, they're <laughs> developing a fourth movie, but the writers' strike is holding that up. And also, Tom Holland just announced he wants to take a year off from acting because he did a mini series where he plays a serial killer, and now his head's all kind of messed up, and he wants a break. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> that. that... I didn't hear that. Pic- I'm not, it, it, I'm that not, I like, just saw like yesterday. Okay, I'm I'm really not plugged into celebrity news anyway. Yeah, but that that's that's a that's a really weird situation. I've never even heard of that. But yeah, I mean, I mean it's you know he he is aware that his mental state is you know that he just feels like he needs to rest. But um, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's basically been jumping from Holly big Hollywood movie to hollywood movie for like the past shit almost 10 years at this point yeah so. um, um we also got ben riley doing the 90s brooding <laughs> super muscular he's a gag character but it's a funny gag i meant to see who voiced him uh um, andy samberg i think that would make that would it, make too much sense. yeah it was one of the lonely um, island guys who did him uh let's see what other oh yeah we got uh peter b parker with his daughter now uh mayday oh yeah that that was cute yeah with your spider-man beanie (laughs) child endangerment has never been cuter yeah yeah and he kind of flies with his um like bathrobe you know, like flaps yeah. like a cape when he's uh, <laughs> moving around. Yeah. Oh man, that chase sequence, like that that whole that whole thing was just so cool to look at. Mm. Oh my god. I really want. I really need this on <laughs> um, on Blu-ray or whatever home release. I'll get it yeah. digitally. I don't care. Yeah, I get it on both. Get the Blu-ray so you have a physical copy, and then get the digital so you don't even have to put your physical copy in the player. You just uh, just uh, load up your digital. Yeah. Uh, let's um. see. Did I have any other thoughts that we haven't mentioned from previous? Um. Oh. It is Andy Samberg. Okay. Yeah. Um. Spider-Man PS4 appeared in the movie, and also uh, Miles's roommate was playing Spider-Man PS4. Yeah, on the screen. Which is which is nice. Didn't they have they had the reference in the first one too? Didn't they? Um, I mean, um, maybe if the costume was in Peter's I, spider cave. I think that's what it was. Um, I I, th- I think it was the the white spider. Yeah, because there like there um, were there were a bunch of costumes in the cave. Yeah, because that would have come out like within a few months of each other. Mm. Within like six months of each other, I think. Yeah, yeah, because it was um, like Dece- November December of uh, twenty eighteen that the movie came out. Yeah, and I think 
um, the game probably came out like a couple months earlier mm. to hit the holiday buying um, to hit like Black Friday. So it probably came out in like October, November. Mm. Um, I had to guess. Let's see. Yeah, there was also a cameo by Mrs. Chen from the Venom verse, which. which it, it, it's it's weird. Yeah, I mean, it, the, um, it, it's not a great composition, but, you know, it's fine. It's fun that she gets yeah. to be the Venom character they have show up. She just yeah. doesn't care that Spot is popping into her, you know, shop and stealing some gum. That this 3D animated character <laughs> dude just comes out of a hole yeah. uh, in the middle of existence. Uh, she's seen weirder shit, apparently. Mm. Oh yeah, the other yeah, I thing she... I was gonna um, throughout the movie, like they're setting up, they set up the idea that one or both of Miles's parents will die, uh, with you know how many scenes they have between them, um, and how like his dad is about to get promoted to police captain, and oh no, that means that he's gonna be the Captain Stacy who dies, um, and I you know I legitimately didn't know, like I fully expected one or both of them to die, but now that the movie has ended and neither of them died it feels like they will probably live through the next one but i still don't know for sure it feels like them living it will be like the point that's proven that yeah spider-man doesn't have to go by these certain rules yeah yeah that's what what it feels like yeah because yeah like the whole crux of miles's you know, two movie arcs now has been um, embracing himself and him being different from you know what people expect of him. So it would really yeah. go against that if they wanted to have like no the the firm hand of fate is uh, going to force you to be like every other Spider Man. Yeah, these these movies have. M- pretty consistently been better than that so far yeah um, and even like having so. miguel be the one who brings up this idea of like canon and you know needing to you know like faded events and stuff Wh- if, when he's like the the least spider-man spider-man in existence and also he's just a dude like if the watcher yeah. sho- Watu the watcher comes down from the moon and says you cannot break canon these are events foretold in the you know cosmic time like that at least would feel like maybe they meant it to be you know believed um, but it, when it's just a dude who I don't know some technology like he had a bad experience and he's got his whatever AI technology that tells him that yes, a lot of spider people have experienced a similar thing, and he decides that means every one of them must experience it, and we need to make sure people die to make sure that happens. Uh, and also, I mean, even like the whole the whole thing is like he he has that whole speech, and then he's like, and that is why Miles, I need to keep you trapped in a prison cell here so that your dad can be killed because that's the way it's supposed to happen except the way it's supposed to happen according to every other event is that the captain dies and spider-man is there to hold him and feel sad so if miles is here in a prison cell and his dad dies you still broke the canon right the the whole point is that like 
Spider-Man's out doing his superhero saving thing, and then he misses somebody. Yeah, like that. That's like he can't save everybody. It's the whole, it's the whole fucking Spider-Pig speech in the in the first one. Yeah, like and you know if, like, if Miguel like he's really, gotta be there. Yeah, like if Miguel was smarter and also really believed this, he shouldn't have told Miles anything, and instead should have just let him go back to his universe, knowing that his dad's going to die and he can't do anything to stop it. Yeah. And then maybe, like, I don't know, Gwen or Peter B. or someone tells him, like, hey, wait a minute, you can't go back, uh, it's too dangerous. Like, it, I think I, one of the podcasts I heard talking about this brought up the point that, you know, it would it would work better if Miguel told him nothing, just tried to send him home to live out these, you know, events that can't be stopped. And then Gwen is the one who tells him, no, you can't, you shouldn't do that because your father's going to become a police captain and he will die. You know, I haven't been going back to see my dad because I heard the same thing and I think he's going to die if I ever go back and see him again. Um, yeah. And that was, you know, kind of the thing with her is like she ends up being forced to go back to her universe uh, and then ends up seeing her dad again and finding out her dad quit the force. So... He's, Which is the revelation. Yeah, like, uh, one actually, like, willing to accept her in a way that he wasn't when they split up. And also, that he's not tied to this fate of, you know, the the death of the police captain. Yeah. Um, it also is interesting that, like, Gwen came back and was like talking to Miles at the the party for his dad's uh, promotion to captain mm. and uh that apparently didn't ring any bells for her. Mm. When when like she should have known it at that point that like that that's one of the the hard canon rules. Yeah. But it apparently doesn't matter to her. Yeah, and cuz the there was like a moment where like when when uh, Miles goes, yeah, because it was like like the right after that when they go to India, Spider Man, um, Moonbatten, and Miles goes to save the captain, and Gwen tries to stop him, seemingly out of wanting to protect him, but also knowing that, although at that point she'd you know, I guess gotten the alert saying a cannon event's incoming, but it didn't specify so yeah she must have known that that's a thing so but you know i mean she didn't mention it because i guess i don't know she's trying she's she was still trying to get miguel's approval as her new father figure by following his dumb rules yeah yeah i mean it, it's it's all kind of weird it's uh it is a tangled web of characters. Mm. Um, yeah. Sorry. And hopefully, um, just because uh, you know, there's a lot to like about the movie, and I'm hoping part three clears up any of the things that don't quite make sense. Yeah. It it's it's the this movie. It's like the opposite of a bad ending mm. that can ruin like the whole story. Mm. It's like a, a weird middle where how the last part. Um, either lands it or doesn't like uh, will color my opinion of the second part yeah yeah like it still it has potential when the third one comes out there's potential for like 
2 and 3 combine to be a better movie than the first one, but as is yeah. currently the first one is still better yeah. on yeah just it's you know a tighter story. It's still it's still one of the best animated movies ever made. Yeah. <laughs> like like bar none. Um and across is just in a weird unfinished place. Yeah. Um, that being said, it is great. Um, and I I do want to watch it again. I just can't go to the movies mm. every day. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no. I I I the the people I usually see movies with, we see them on Sundays. But I couldn't wait that long, so I saw it the Friday it came out, and then saw it again on Sunday. Also, uh, seeing movies at Friday on Friday at three o'clock is definitely recommended because uh, that theater was mostly empty, despite the movie just coming out. Yeah, it's just nobody seeing movies at three o'clock, so more room. Yeah, that's 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 why I like when I get off at three thirty and I can go to a movie at like four thirty. Yeah, especially if it's where, a weekday, because um, yeah. weekends they're they're much more packed. I mean, like, I went on a... It was either Tuesday or Wednesday, I don't remember. Um, yeah. But, uh, like, when I got there at 4 o'clock, nobody was there. And mm. when I left at, like, 6.45, um, it was packed. Oh. Um, mm. And, and like, oh, I, I, I assume they the were waiting for the or, next... Yeah. Yeah. I assumed it was packed for the next showing because, um, yeah, the next showing was at six thirty, so yeah. they were they were probably waiting. Um, yeah, because like opening Friday, I saw it at three o'clock, and there was maybe a dozen people in the theater. Yeah, if you go if you go to a, a theater before six on a weekday, like it, it's yeah, it, it's a it's pretty great, a pretty great experience. Yeah. Like I, like when um when No Way Home came out, I I think I saw it that like the first Friday it came out mm. just because it was convenient for me, and like it was it was packed and uncomfortable, <laughs> but but I mean that that was that was the type of movie where like the audience reaction is what you're looking for, so I didn't really mind. Mm. Um, because I mean they they literally put time in that movie <laughs> for audience applause, which is. I I haven't watched it again, but I imagine it's very awkward mm. when um when you're watching it alone, and like Andrew Garfield's just standing there looking at the camera for three seconds without saying anything. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I've watched it once since. Like I have it on Blu-ray, but I think I've only watched it once since uh, seeing it in theaters. Did the timing feel awkward? I don't remember. It, it, I think I was mostly still like thinking about the ending at the time, and yeah. how the ending just kind of bombs an otherwise really good movie. <laughs> how how come like nobody can just make a a, a Spider Man story anymore? It, it has to either be Spider Verse or, um, I don't know, whatever. Yeah, I mean, well, they did his origin twice, so I think, I think the thinking after. 
the Andrew Garfield one redid the origin was the everybody complained that like we already know the origin and you don't need to do it again. And so, but yeah. but yeah, even even without doing the origin, and it is weird that like it's either a big multiverse thing or it's uh, Spider-Man's amazing friends in the MCU. You know, his best friend Tony yeah. Stark and his best friend Doctor Strange. And See, like that—that's my Nick only Fury. hope. Is is that like whatever next MCU thing Spider-Man is in, which I'm I'm assuming is still happening at some point. Mm. Um, that it, it's an actual Spider-Man story with, you know, just some random MCU shit thrown in, kind of the way Guardians has been. Mm. Um, where it's like, just leave him alone and let him make a Spider-Man thing. God damn it! Yeah, <laughs> or even just not having him in the MCU, I guess would be fine. Yeah, but it should probably be a different version than the Holland version. The Holland or, or, version. Hey Sony, the, the tie-ins version. It's like, hey Sony, you know all these Spider-Man villain movies you're making? Mm. Put Spider-Man in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, just yeah, make make another Andrew Garfield Spider-Man, and he's fighting Craven or Morbius. Like it, it would be cool to me if like they. They showed the origin of all these Spider-Man villains, and then Spider-Man just comes and beats them in the third act, mm. and then they come together the, to form the Sinister Six just to kick Spider-Man's ass. That would be funny to me. Mm. Like the movies probably still wouldn't be that good, but it would be funny to me if that's the route they took. Yeah, yeah, because like Morbius on his own is nothing. Craven movie, I think, is supposed to come out later this year, and it's Hold probably gonna tongue. be bad. Like, yeah, there's no point to doing Craven if Spider-Man's not going to be there. Yeah. Probably make him fucking hunt Venom or whatever. Yeah. I mean, at least that would be something. It's probably just going to be Craven. I mean, I think this one is supposed to be like, Craven is a friend to the animals who's like hunting poachers. I I hate that. Like, just let your villains be villains, goddamn. Yeah. Like, you can make them sympathetic without making them heroic. Actually, I think they said like, there's it, a new version of Rhino. So it's like Craven versus Rhino. Okay. But well. that's still that that's still nothing. Because, you know, yeah, these characters are known yeah. to comic book nerds. Okay. But <laughs> Rhino, the most, yeah. the most complex Spider-Man villain there is. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, having Rhino as your villain is just like when they had Bane as the third villain of Batman and Robin. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's like, it, it's just a, you needed a guy who can punch good, and so you picked an existing comic book character to yeah. be your punch guy. It was it was so funny that they picked Bane, who was, who was like one of the ones that is like an intellectual equal of Batman. Yeah, the guy who <laughs> but know, they just thought up a way to wear Batman down. Like, like one of one of the like three guys who like ever be- beat Batman yeah. <laughs> in a hand to hand fight. Uh, it's it's uh, comic book movies, you know. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, they just they need a guy who can punch good, and they want to have yeah. uh, character people maybe know the name or look of, so that it's not just the punch guy. 
It could have been Killer Croc. Yeah. But that would have been too expensive to costume. Yeah. No, they had to save that for Suicide Squad. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. The Oscar winning. Uh, yeah. <laughs> best. Yeah, best makeup. Best makeup for Killer Croc. <laughs> Who, like, dies in, like, the first uh, 40 minutes of the movie or whatever? No, no, that that was... uh, No, that that was, um... Yeah, 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 I forgot. Yeah, no, Killer Um, Croc is there to the end, but he's, you know, usually not on screen as much, because... Yeah, doesn't he not ever do anything, really? Yeah, I don't know, he he can swim, and I think that was, like, his thing (laughs) at the end, is that they needed someone who could, like, go through the, the water tunnels under the the place or whatever yeah I, yeah I mean who cares about the first Suicide Squad movie yeah. it's old news yeah nope Jared Little Joker is not coming back probably <laughs> I don't know he did come back once in uh <laughs> he, he doesn't Zach's, live in a society yeah anymore. in Zack Snyder's uh, <laughs> uh Justice League he came back <laughs> so Batman could say fuck <laughs> I wish I wish that wasn't true but it is yep. <laughs> uh, do we have anything else to say about Across the Spider-Verse before wrapping up um um nah it would mostly just be like Hey, remember that Spider-Man? That was cool. Uh, mm. Like the spectacular Spider-Man. Oh yeah, yeah. They, they got um, the actor back, and I, I guess we could talk about how how weird it is that like a million Spider-Men um, are just okay with letting um, Uncle Ben die <laughs> or whatever. Well, yeah, that that's the thing that was like the hardest to buy about Miguel's whole weird bullshit canon event thing is that he's somehow convinced every one of these versions of Spider-Man except Spider-Punk, I guess, to believe it. Even Spider-Punk, he still seems like he, you know, maybe buys the idea that, you know, there might be some truth to shared canon events. He just doesn't like the organization. Because, like, everybody who eventually rejects it to join this uh, group to go save Miles, it's just because they're his friends. Yeah. Or that one random tech girl who uh, just uh, who had one conversation with Miles and was just like, yeah, I'll let him go. Yeah. Like, I think, you know, most I, I from what I've heard, most of the complaints around the movie are people saying, like, well, that version of Spider-Man wouldn't, you know, believe this, and really, like, most versions of Spider-Man wouldn't be okay with the idea of well we should just let people die because they're supposed to die it is literally like the antithesis of the great power great responsibility thing yeah and that and that's another reason why i feel like like that whole they're gonna subvert it. well that they're gonna subvert it and also that the whole canon event idea would feel better coming from like a cosmic character who is not a spider-man you know, even if, like, yeah. Madam Webb showed up and said, this is the way it must be, then, you know, at least that doesn't feel like it's, you know, like, like why why would a version of Spider-Man be espousing this to begin with? It feels wrong. 
Yeah. I I do also think it they're they're doing a thing where like it it's coming from like the least Spider Man Spider Man ever. Mm. With, um like the guy who doesn't even web swing. Yeah. Um Well, he's got laser webs. Yeah. But like every, I I think every time they've shown him moving like it was with his claws instead of a uh, Usually. And yeah. like there's the whole like vampire yeah um, bite the thing. vampire thing is also weird because i guess in the comics you know i looked it up and i guess him biting people to you know, like inject toxin into them or whatever is like a thing he does but um but yeah like that you know they don't they they, they set up the idea that maybe he's a vampire and they don't really do anything with that or do anything to seriously contradict that so i don't know if that's just supposed to like to me it kind of felt like a reference to how in the original spider-verse comic the villain was the inheritors family of yeah the vampire group and you know and if that's the case then yeah like i i prefer having a version of spider-man who is a vampire to having these like you know aristocratic vampires just show up and be the yeah. mortal enemies of all Spider-Man everywhere. <laughs> this interdimensional vampire family. Yeah, that is hiding, like, hunting the spider totems across the multiverse. <laughs> I I prefer canon events to that. Yeah, uh, dumb yeah shit. It, it's not as dumb um, as the comic. It just fundamentally contradicts yeah. the characterization of Spider-Man. Yeah. Also, the idea that the entire universe hinges on spider-man being a thing yeah is is just oh like, yeah it, it's a level of meta text that i mean it feels wrong coming from a regular person and just feels dumb in general it, yeah. it feels like way too meta like maybe deadpool could do something like that yeah. but most characters can't you know handle that level yeah. of uh self you know analysis and it just makes it weirder when they say Doctor Strange's name mm. in the movie. Yeah. And it was like, okay, so other superheroes exist. Or are there whole universes where, like, if Doctor Strange doesn't exist, the entire universe just explodes? Mm. Well, I mean, because that one, yeah, that one they were, you know, making fun of the MCU. Yeah. But, yeah, I know. But it, it's just... And yeah, and then they, you know, like they show know. clips of Tobey Maguire, and we know that his universe, you know, sets up and then subverts yeah. a lot of things that are like typical, uh, you know, the way it would play out yeah. for Spider Man. Yeah. Um. That's all I got. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're at two hours. I've actually got a headache. I think I need to hydrate. Yeah. I need to go get something to eat because I haven't eaten much. I also wrote... We don't have time yeah. to talk about it, so I'll try to bring we're, it up next episode. But I wrote down that... We're, we're very good at being people. Yeah. I wrote down... <laughs> Forgetting to eat and drink. That after last episode, we ended up reading a Wikipedia article about Oscars uh, animation winners and complaining about it. Um, yeah. We don't have time to do that this week either, but maybe next time. The Oscars yeah, we'll, list will we'll still exist time. and we can still riff on it. Yeah, this just happened to be the two weeks where we did everything. Um, 
but I, I'm sure by next week or uh, the next recording, um, we'll have done nothing again. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, between now and next recording, I might see the Flash. I don't know what else oh would be coming out that I would see or care I about. I can't imagine that being anything other than a massive mess. I, the reviews have been positive. Um, I know the source material is decent, at least like the animated version of Flashpoint was really good. Flashpoint? Okay. Yeah, yeah it's the Flashpoint story um, except um, instead of Thomas Wayne, we've got Michael Keaton's Batman. Um, eh, that's not a that's not a bad idea. Yeah. Um, all things considered. Yeah. Th- does he use double dual wielding pistols? <laughs> no, I mean I think it's it's just Michael Keaton's Batman, but but uh, also you know I I don't know. Well, I if I see it, I'll find out because it's like. Michael Keaton's Batman is in it in the new timeline created when Flash goes back in time to save his mom. Um, and then... It was me, Barry. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know if Reverse Flash is going to end up being a villain. He hasn't been shown yet. You know, they, they've shown... Uh, Michael Keaton's Batman is in it. Um, General Zod from Man of Steel is back and there was no Superman to stop him. Um... But there is a Supergirl who's like a new character. It's, you know, this new timelines version, I guess. So it's not the TV show one? No, no, it's it's a completely new character. Which, I mean, I guess makes sense because it's not the TV show Flash either. Yeah, yeah, it's just he, he went back in time to save his mom and that created a new alternate timeline where things are playing out differently. Um and probably like Flashpoint, it's going to be that, oh, it, it it doesn't directly stem from that. It It's just, you know, time ripple thing. You know, you, you change one thing and suddenly a bunch of unrelated things also changed because why yeah. not? Does it feel to you like we've reached the point where like comic book movies have jumped the shark and like all the multiversal bullshit that like comics fans have kind of um like disowned uh well not 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 completely disowned but have been like yeah but that's not what we like um over the past Mm. like 30 years is just like the only thing that's getting made anymore i mean there's definitely a lot of multiverse stuff and that's you know in part because everyone's chasing what the mcu is doing um yeah but like do you think that's just a fad or is that just where we are where like the entire comic book movie scene is just going to be convoluted bullshit um forever i mean i think it's probably a phase um you know it yeah phase five yeah well yeah it it, and six (laughs) is also that yeah um but I, I know. Yeah, like I'm I think. Just... Yeah, I mean, in in the larger comic book movie scope, it's it's you know probably a phase. Um, it's uh, you know like uh, outside of the stories they're adapting, I think the the main takeaway is that you can reference. Uh, you you don't need that that separation you know like when they switched from toby mcguire to andrew garfield they had to you know say like no this is a completely new universe it's a new timeline it's a new character it's a new whatever and having the multiverse idea 
out there in the zeitgeist means that you can now reference, you know, things and characters from other, you know, things that people know about, even if they're not technically in the same, uh, uh, you know, world. Um, and, like, but, but otherwise, like, you can't carry a story on, you know, the wow factor of, you know, like, oh, we, we can reference these things, and, you know, we, we have all these different versions of characters who can show up. Like, if anything, that is a detriment to storytelling, yeah. you know, or at least it's a thing that makes it very difficult to tell a good story when infinite possibilities are all always at the gate and you're being reminded of that um yeah but because i I mean like i I, i'm i I can only speak personally but like even no way home like it it just felt like a crutch to me (laughs) um where like yeah the whole thing was just like Sony jacking themselves off and the MCU using it as like marketing marketing material. Yeah, well, I mean, um, it, rather rather than being the best way to tell that story, it, it's kind of like when Arnold Schwarzenegger shows up in every Terminator movie. You know, it, it's just yeah. they want to do those nostalgia callbacks, and having the multiverse as a concept is a way to do those nostalgia cameo callbacks in a way that appeases like the most anal nerds on the internet who need to pick apart everything and talk about how it doesn't make sense you know that you can have yeah, an but in- those are the last people yeah and, and that's, should be and that's kind of you know the ideal scenario would be to just lighten the fuck up and do the good you know make a good story <laughs> and if you if your good story means you want to slip in some fun cameo references to previous things then you just do that and don't give a fuck if uh it doesn't all make sense you know like you you know uh, Sam Raimi's first Spider-Man movie, they mentioned Superman. Uh, that doesn't mean that there's a crossover. It's just a fun, cheeky little reference that they do, and that's fine. Yeah, and they don't need to. Exp- and Doctor Strange. Yeah, they don't need to explain that. Yes or no? Does Superman exist in this universe? It, it just right. We get it. You know it. It was it was a it was a funny gag yeah. because hey, he's a superhero too. Yeah. Um, I mean that's also just like a very yeah. Some... It's actually a very like Silver Age or um like comic book thing to do, uh, or or not not like not the reference itself, just like the what am I trying to say? Um, mm. like the tone of it. Yeah. Um, just like. Oh, you're not Superman, you know. Um, except just like coming from Aunt May, it just feels very genuine. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I kind of lost my train of thought, to be honest. But. Yeah, yeah, and just you know, and and that's you know, kind of a thing in a lot of, especially like major media lately. It seems like there's that you know tendency to like try to cut off, you know, the the little nitpicky complaints. Um, in the script in the first place, even though those nitpicky complaints were just, you know, usually stupid to begin with. Like, that that's the thing yeah. with, like, a lot of the, like, the Disney live-action remakes, they're trying to fix 
things that are perceived to be problems with the original by you know nitpicks that like just little you know jokes people may be like yeah that thing didn't make sense and then the you know when they do the remake they feel like well we have to make that make sense now because otherwise people will complain that it doesn't yeah um and how could people ever get invested in animated talking animals we're gonna put animated talking animals but we're gonna make them look worse by making them look semi-realistic Yeah. I fucking hate I fucking hate the entire thing. Yeah. Let's burn Disney to the ground. Mm. We can do it. We we have the numbers. Well I don't know, I mean this they make good stuff sometimes. Yeah. Like what? Um I liked Quantumania. He had Modoc. He was well, a weird little freak o- you're, in a chair. You're literally the only one. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but I like Modoc. He's, he's, he's just an angry little freak in a chair, and he's got a big stretchy face. His little baby arms and legs, and his uh, character arc is he learns that he's a dick, and he doesn't want to be a dick anymore. And then he dies, but he believes that he died in Avenger because he was fighting alongside the good guys. That that sounds like Kratos um, until the he dies part. Because mm. spoiler spo- spoiler alert again, Kratos doesn't die in Ragnarok. Yeah. Even though he's he he's prophesied to die, but the the whole thing is that he he, he becomes better, mm. so he doesn't die. Yeah, I mean with Modok, it's because um, uh, yeah. because he learns empathy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean with with Modok, it's that, but they are aware that it's a cliche. And they're just kind of playing... It's more almost like a parody of that kind of a character arc. You know, because he, like, he... in Toward the end of the movie, uh, goes to, like, fight Cassie Lang. And then she beats him. And she just tells him, like, stop being a dick. And, uh... Or, and, and then he's a... Or no, he, he he goes and he starts like thinking about it, like the way he's been acting. He's like, "Oh wow, I'm such a dick," and then Cassie looks at him and says, "Like, you don't have to be a dick." And then he comes charging in in like the final battle, and he's like, "I'm my name is Darren, and I am not a dick." And it you, you it, know it's a parody, you know what the but funny it's thing funny. about you know what the funny thing about Ant Man is mm-hmm. like you're you're probably saying that line for love. Oh yeah, I am. <laughs> yeah. the... Like they, they are so blunt about it that uh, it's—I don't know—it's funny to me. <laughs> they're just like they're making fun uh, of that, and then at the end, you know, as he's like dying and like you know coughing up bile and stuff, uh, he's like, you know, at least I was an Avenger, and Ant Man's looking like, yeah, sure, you, sure you were, buddy. <laughs> Scott's a good dude. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'm I'm just still thinking about the. Uh, you know what? No, mm. <laughs> I I don't I don't feel like talking about that right now. No. Uh, don't worry okay. about it. <laughs> Cut that part we'll out. Save that for next or time. Or just like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> I don't even know what you know, it is. You know, you. you, you <laughs> <laughs> the funny part is like, like the way I said that, it's like I went like on like a whole rant mm. 
Um, but then I said to cut it out, yeah. <laughs> and you just added in the part where I, was, where I said cut that part out, so nobody knows that I didn't actually say anything. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, that's the Easter egg. For it, it was just we stuck around at the end of the episode. Yeah, yeah, no, no, nobody worry. It was just really racist. Mm. <laughs> Oh, just complaining anyway, about how I, Ariel is in live action, and that's bad. <laughs> oh yeah, it's not it's not bad because the Little Mermaid has no business being in live action. It's it's only because she's black. Mm. That's the only reason. Yeah. I don't like it. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, I, I I've heard some like from what I've heard about Little Mermaid, it sounds like it's probably okay. Um. I'm kind of curious to watch it when it comes to Disney Plus. I'm not. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like it's probably like, maybe on the level of Aladdin of being like, well, that was fine. It's like, what what do we have to gain from a society by having Sebastian look like a real crab? Mm. No, I mean, um, well, I was going to say they make a lot of money out of it, but actually I think it's tanking because internationally it's not doing good. that well. Well, I mean, maybe not good. Yeah, well, I mean... Just because... Yeah, like, why this yeah. one? You know, like... <laughs> um, well, I mean, it's tanking, but from what I, it sounds like it's mostly like China. It's not making as much money as they wanted. And I don't know if it's a that people in China are racist or just because they're not interested in seeing American mermaids when they have Stephen Chow's mermaid movie. That I mean, I've seen that one. It was okay. It made a lot of money, apparently. But I, I don't know. I didn't like it as much as Kung Fu Hustle. Uh, none of his movies are as good as Kung Fu Hustle. Yeah. Um, Shaolin Soccer's pretty great. Oh, yeah. I still, need, also I that still was, need to see that's that That's also... That one's also 20 years old. So I'm uh, going to open up my Amazon app and just order that one now because I keep forgetting. Yeah. It. Well, I mean, I just I just said it's not as good as Kung Fu Hustle, but it's it's still pretty good. Mm. Like it's it's the closest in tone to Kung Fu Hustle. Uh, I I'll say that. Mm-hmm. Um. All right, my headache's getting worse. Let's actually yeah, end this. Um... <laughs> Until next time, we'll see if we talk about Oscar's animation next time or not. Yeah, Oscar Isaac's animation. Yeah. No, we talked about that this time. Um, Kind of. Yeah. He 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 was Spider Man twenty ninety nine. Yeah. He he plays a dick in like every every single thing he's in except like no, including Moon Knight. He's a. Part of him is also a dick in Moon. Yeah, I mean, Poe is a charming dick. Yeah, but still a dick nonetheless. Um, Okay, we're wrapping up. Bye. Anyway, yeah, 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 we're done. (laughs) Goodbye. Wait, we didn't end on a joke. Um, The Wii. The Wii U. There we go. There's our ending joke. That's the worst way to end a podcast. <laughs>